Welcome to the show about great recommendations and the people who make them. This is What's Good. Hey, this is Elijah Sauce, and today I get to speak with Melissa Moore. Melissa is the founder of Mrs. Push, an online push present destination, which is a gift typically jewelry given after you have a baby. She started this business after she and her husband had a never-ending quest to find the perfect push present, and now she helps moms source their most prized pieces of jewelry. We can just jump in and address the eight-pound, nine-ounce elephant in the room, the baby elephant, on exactly what a push present is. I've got three kids, and yet I only heard about this after moving to Utah, strangely. Maybe it's not as big of a California thing. Um, this concept of a push present, like where did this come from and, uh, what's expected? How old are your kids? Nine, 19 and three. Okay. So the 19 year old, I don't know if it was, (laughs) I have an eight year old and it's definitely started around then like 2014, 2015. Um, so, so it is a newer thing. It's not, this hasn't been like around forever and ever. No, I, I mean, okay. the term hasn't been around forever and ever. I think, I think like my mom got a little boy figure and a girl figure when my brother and I were born and our names and birthdays were engraved, but it wasn't called a push present. And it wasn't a thing that the first question besides your baby's name, when people ask you like, oh, you had the baby, what's the name? And what'd you get for a push present? Because that's what everyone <laughs> asks. Wild. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember hearing about it or I, I think one of, like my wife had referenced one of her friends and what the push present was. And I was like, what, what's, what's that? She's like, Oh, it's a thing you get when you have, I'm like, yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody told me about this. I didn't, <laughs> am I now a bad husband because I didn't do the push present thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's super, it's super, super interesting. And, and that is typically jewelry and a very specific type of jewelry. Is that correct? Yeah. Not like a house or a car. I mean, no, there are people that do it. There are people that get, you know, whatever's on their wish list, you know, some people will say that a baby nurse for them is a push present. But for me, while a baby nurse is awesome, I'd want something that's tangible that I could hold on to for the rest of my life and pass down to my kids. So like, for me, a baby nurse would be a different type of experience. And it's a great gift, but it doesn't count as a push present. Right, right. And so this business that you have with this jewelry, is this the main thing right now? Is this what you're working on the most? Yeah, for sure. Because in our little intake about what people are going to recommend in their genre, you also have holistic health and manifestation. And uh, they seem a little bit separated in my head. How do these two worlds collide? How does that work? Um, I was actually a health coach. I'm still certified to be a health coach. Um I got certified when my daughter, my middle daughter was born back in 2018 and I was working with clients and then I realized it wasn't really for me and I kind of transitioned into working with brands and doing more of influencer, you know, collabs with different holistic health companies and spas and locations and things like that. And then um, when COVID hit, it just, the health world became a whole other animal that I didn't want to get into and I just didn't. You know, I post like a vitamin and people would respond, oh, but you can't take that that for COVID and and whatever. It was just like too complicated. And I decided I didn't want to I didn't want to share that part of my life anymore. And I wasn't really as motivated. Um, I had been taking pictures of, let's say, food, but my background is fashion. So while it was hard to 
to capture, let's say, health on a picture. So the easiest thing to do would be to take pictures of food. But I wasn't a food stylist. And I just felt like, you know, it wasn't like, it just wasn't me. Ultimately, I really was concerned about what my what I was wearing, what my sleeve was in the picture, or what jewelry I had on. And then when I was pregnant with my third, this idea for this business came about because I hadn't gotten a push present with my first and my second because it became this whole big thing. My husband just gave me money because he got too overwhelmed with the, the situation. <laughs> just threw, threw you a, big, a, a brick of cash yeah, we, after labor. Like, here, here we, we go. <laughs> we did that it became the push present fund. And it's not because I just wanted something a little more special. And like, let's say you get married, you have, you know, hopefully an anniversary every year. It's not something that, oh, I'll just get that next year or I'll choose that when I get to 10 years or when I get to 15 years. This is something, you know, it's a one, one, two, three time thing that you do and you want it to be special. So, he, of course, he could have gone to any jewelry store and gotten something, but we wanted something either with a birthstone or an initial or a nameplate. Um, and that was just kind of the task was kind of daunting. So by the time I was pregnant with the third, we were like, there's nowhere that I that I could send him that he could. I know he would confidently get a great push present and that he would feel confident in knowing that it was something a little extra more meaningful. You know, it's not about what you're receiving, but it's about that moment in time that you want to hold on to forever. Right. And I don't know if that answered your question about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what the question was, to be honest, like that. We, we, we took a We took a few turns there, but that is totally OK. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So. But in, in so in terms of like what you're what you're doing now with this previous life of uh, you know, holistic work and manifestation and the push present is what's what's the bleed over look like? Are are you basically parlaying all of your kind of e-com experience and branding experience into this new venture? Yes. And also, I feel like manifestation is such a broad topic, but it really is everything you manifest everything in your life, the good, the bad. And I had been wanting to start an econ business for years and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I felt like, oh, maybe the timing was wrong or, you know, I, I maybe I should have done something sooner. But when I look back on everything, there was no way I could have done it sooner because we were in the process of moving, um, leaving New York and New York. The cost of living was just so expensive. I don't know that I would have been able to have the resources to invest in the business like I did when I left New York. And the timing, I was just pregnant with my third baby. We knew, you know, we knew that this whole push present thing wasn't going anywhere. Had I started something earlier, it might might not have been the right thing. So I believe I manifested it exactly at the right time in the right place. And we manifest everything. Yeah, it is true, right? It all starts as an idea in your head and you got to bring it out into the wild of your life. That's yeah. That's that's how it works. It starts somewhere. Um, in terms of bringing this to market and this entity to market, uh, what are you using for like an e-commerce platform and do you like Shopify. it? Shopify. Yeah. Shopify seems to be the uh, silver bullet for most people trying to sell stuff online. Um, are in, in, in terms of getting awareness and marketing and driving traffic to your site is, are you still leaning heavily on social media for that? Um, I've actually been learning, and this is a real learning curve for me, so I'm no expert, but I've been learning more about less focus on social media because the algorithms and things like that, it's very hard to grow on social media these days. Right. You know, maybe TikTok is a little bit easier, but Instagram is not the easiest place to grow. So I've been learning a lot about PR and getting press and learning that every piece of even a podcast, every, every piece of PR um, drives SEO back to your site. 
So right. if you blog about it and you work on that, that's really been where I've been focusing my energy on creating traffic. So mostly through earned media, that's kind of the focus right now. Right now, yeah. I definitely went down the rabbit hole of having to post every day on social and showing up on stories, but I wasn't really seeing results. And, and when I when I get press, I feel like I get so much more traction. I have people reaching out to me, clients, vendors, you know, um, different brands that want to collab. So for me, that's the way to go at the moment. Not to say that won't change. Right. Are you doing any sort of paid media at this time? I did for a little while and I stopped it to focus on PR. Gotcha. Did you feel like the paid media was worth it? Um, or did you not do it long enough? Uh, from what I understand, you've got to stick at it for quite a while to actually see what's working and what's not working. And you can go tens of thousands of dollars in before you even really get a formula. Yeah. So for me, I have a higher price point because I'm selling fine jewelry that I didn't feel like it was worth it. I definitely gained brand brand awareness and some sales. But if if I had something that was an impulse buy, like a, a $30, $50 um, item, then I think, yeah, it might be worth it more short term. But for me, I had to keep seeing what was working, what wasn't working. And we were, you know, a few months in. And the thing is with paid media, you can just stop it. And it's like nothing ever happened. You're not gaining growth. But with SEO and, you know, earned media, it's constantly working for you. It's constantly driving people to the site. So for me, I feel like that's the better option. And I I probably will go back to paid ads at some point. But the right. business is fairly new and I can't do everything at once. So. Right. So yeah, and SEO is a tricky one. There's a lot of moving pieces to SEO. There's all of the content out there on the web that is pointing back to your site, kind of giving you yeah. authority inside of search engines. But then there's the on-site SEO. What are you doing with all your all of your uh, meta tag, your H1, H2 tags, your metadata? What kind of content is on your site? Do you have anybody who is owning SEO for you and trying to help you get your ranking increased? Or is it focusing on the content off your site right now? I'm speaking with a few different companies right now. I'm looking to bring someone on for SEO. Or maybe you'll find somebody through this podcast. There's, I could just open up my inbox and pick one Mm -hmm. of the 200 emails I get every day from the alleged SEO experts out there that are trying to market to me. It's it's wild. On on the agency side, uh, you get two things: Um, a, a lot of developers from India. Uh, asking yeah. to work. And then a lot of SEO experts, uh, we will do this for your Google ranking. And right. yeah, yeah. And I think someone that's like personally recommended, because again, of course, you can get so many of those emails. I get Shopify, I have like a live chat set up on my website. And every day I get messages on the live chat, but you could tell it's just a copy and paste. And totally, the English is not the first language. And it's like, okay, I need someone who's going to at least address me personally, talk about the business, understand the concept of the business, because if you're copy and pasting from, you know, however many businesses you're sending it to, it's not for me. Right. Yeah. And there's a definite real formula and strategy to it. When I speak to the people who do know that topic really well, and they start going deep on it, I'm lost immediately. And I think I know a lot about tech. I'm like, wow, this is uh, this is just a whole other specialty that you can go super narrow and deep on. So yeah, I've got, I've got a couple people that I'm going to pass on to you. Um, so it's, it's funny because your recommendations are more around your former life of the wellness genre. And I'm super interested in all that stuff. Uh, and probably know a little bit more about it than I do the push presence, but 
that also really, really cool to learn about that. Uh, you have some vitamins that you absolutely love. What are those? Um, I love the brand Symbiotica. The owner, Shervine, is just a powerhouse of knowledge, and he's constantly posting and showing what he's doing on social media, and he's been on a lot of podcasts, so I've had the chance to feel like I've gotten to know him over, he's been on the Skinny Confidential, which I like to listen to, um, and he just really sources the best quality, and what he always talks about is his vitamins, a lot of them are in pouches, so it's not like a capsules that have been sitting on the shelf for I don't know how long, it's all like fresh ingredients, and they they have gone out or they have been created within the month that it comes to you. So, you know, like I have mm. vitamin C, I have a greens, uh, like chlorella, chlorophyll um, pouch and all of those, you know, that you're getting fresh ingredients, which is really important. I love their matcha, which is ceremonial grade and organic, which is really important because a lot of teas can test for heavy metals and things like that. Right. And we know that, you know, he does the due diligence and the company Symbiotica does the due diligence for that. Awesome. I'll put a link to that one. Definitely going to check those out. The, the, the two more recent tips that I heard, and I have a long history in nutraceuticals and yet still come across and learn new things all the time about that space. One was uh, trying to focus on single source ingredients. So for example, if you are going to buy uh, some kind of vitamin B, like a B6 or a B12, to buy just that instead of a B blend where you have less of a chance of actually getting the specified micrograms or milligrams of each one of those, if right. they're blending them all together, as opposed to if you go single source. So that one, I was like, oh, wow, never really thought about it like that. But I guess a bunch of third-party testing has produced things like, oh, here's a sleep blend with these herbs and the really expensive herbs are a fraction of what they're telling you you're actually getting. And then the really cheap stuff like melatonin may be 500 times over what it's actually saying on the label. Right. Same thing goes for prenatals. A lot of prenatals right. are like so much combined that, I mean, I've played around with it. I've dabbled in taking some, some pregnancies I didn't take and I took, you know, more whole food like um, beef liver capsules and things like that, that have so many vitamins in them mean a lot of what you would be getting from the prenatal that I didn't even take the prenatal. So not giving health advice. Right. And not telling anyone to do what so I did. It's not a medical but, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But if you do look if you do look up how much, you know, ingredients are in the prenatals, a lot of times they're the you know, it's a little bit iffy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how common that was. I, I had heard about from being in the industry previously about this concept of fairy dusting where essentially they will take the most expensive ingredient in a blend and just put a little pinch inside of it. And so technically it does have it in there, but under a certain dosage, it doesn't even have to be listed by the weight of ingredients. So it can just be in the list of ingredients and maybe it's last and you have absolutely no idea how much you're really getting. Right. Yeah. The other, the other thing I'd heard about is this whole concept of third-party testing, right? How it's easy for a brand to make claims about if there are any heavy metals inside of the product or not, or uh, the actual dose that you're getting and all these things, or the source or the purity versus having an independent third-party lab actually run a report on the product and going to that and then presenting that certificate to the buyers as opposed to the company doing it. And uh, again, yeah, after all the time I've been playing around with this stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense, third-party testing. And I forget who it is, but there's uh, like a like like a mom blog that my wife had told me about, and she basically like that's all she does is like takes all of these different supplements that she's considering, has third-party tests run on them, and then publishes them to her website. Oh, you'll have to tell me. I'll I'll definitely find that link for you, and I'll the name post of the it company. For the show notes I too. follow. 
a Dr. G and he has a podcast also called Heal Thyself. And he was an on a holistic oncologist for many years. And now he's focusing on like emotional release techniques. And he posts a lot of the third party testing. He'll go out like, let's say green powders and he'll go out and, and say like, okay, all these green brands come back to me with your green powders and show me the third party testing. And a lot of them don't respond. Ones that you think they, mm. they say they're organic and they claim to be the best. He, if you check out his page, I think it's Dr. G, but his name is Christian Gonzalez. And he um, shares a lot about which companies are the best in everything. Also in clothing, things that we don't think about. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I'm definitely going to check that and I'll post that link as well. It's uh, yeah. I, I, I find it really interesting that most people, including myself very often, will go to a store that you feel like has a high bar or this reputation. Oh, I buy my vitamins at Whole Foods and they have their standards. Yet the industry itself is so loosely regulated that there's room for all sorts of bad actors, even in the places where the, the retail has a high bar. Right. And you've got to, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of up to the consumer to do their homework and make informed decisions instead of just- Yeah, you always have to read the ingredients. Yeah, ab absolutely. And then sometimes even then, right? Like yeah. may or may not be getting what's inside of the right. ingredients. <laughs> so you also have on here a higher dose infrared sauna blanket. Um, I know what infrared is. I know what a sauna blanket is. I don't know what the higher dose means. What What is that all about? Oh, that's just the brand who makes the sauna blanket. Oh, it's called higher dose. Okay. Yeah. The brand is higher dose. They sell a lot of that type of sauna, sweat, detox situation. Awesome. And so, yeah, in, when I lived in Santa Monica around the corner from our house, there was uh, one of these little uh, sweat studios where you basically go in and they put you in a room and throw a infrared sauna blanket on you and you just sit there and sweat forever. And they had a lot of purported health benefits just from yeah. this idea of sweating. Um, yeah. What did, what did you notice when you started doing this? I mean, I just like to do it to for immunity and to detox and I don't really notice. I mean, it definitely helps with your skin because you're sweating and you notice, you know, afterwards how, how clear your skin is. But for me, it's just like an upkeep. I read a book from uh, Dr. Mark Hyman and it's called like Young Forever, I think. And in there, he talks about the benefits of like, if you do this on a blanket two days a week, how incre increases your longevity or if you do it three days right. versus one day, it's a huge difference. And I don't do it as often as I should because I have three kids and it's just like for me to lay there for 40 minutes until I start to sweat. It's it's tough to find. Wait a minute. It's So it's 40 minutes until you're breaking a sweat? It depends. Okay. So it depends on how long it takes you to sweat. I guess I'm a slow starter to sweat. So for okay. me, it takes a while. Um, I also put it on the highest setting when they say not to just because I have no patience and I want it to like, I want to start sweating quicker so I don't have to stay right. in there for as long. But um, like I put it on level eight and I think you're only supposed to put it on level seven. <laughs> Just bring it up a little notch to get yeah, it going faster. Exactly. I don't know why they have eight on there if you're not supposed to, but that's what I do. It's funny. I was researching those. I mean, I also went down the rabbit hole of the health benefits of sauna. I think there was a study done in Finland that showed that on average people who had sauna, I think it was five days a week for up to 20 minutes on average lived 10% longer than those who didn't, which is, that's an pretty incredible biohack yeah. right there, you know, as far as yeah. longevity goes, right. um, you know, causation, not completely sorted out. Like there's a lot of speculation as to, okay, if I'm going to go sit like in a barrel sauna, so I, I ended up doing the barrel sauna, which you could run either, either dry or wet. You could add steam or just go in there mm -hmm. and, and be dry. If I'm going to go sit in there by myself away from the kids 
for just 20 minutes, five days a week, I'm also probably doing myself an emotional and psychological favor. And it's almost akin to meditation. It's not like you can, you know, uh, uh, bring your computer in there or anything that's going to immediately melt in, you know, 200 degrees of temperature. So you're sitting in there just breathing and sweating and just kind of being okay with being uh, a big hot mess for 20 minutes. Yeah. And that in itself has to have a lot of health benefits, right? So is it is it taking that time for yourself up to five days a week for 20 minutes, the thing that's making you live 10% longer? Or is right. it something about mimicking this action of uh, cardiovascular activity, which sauna also does? Like it... Right. it it's it's crazy. I I I you're not supposed to do it, but I I wore one of these monitors in there, and I'm like ah, I could take the heat for 20 minutes. It won't break this time. And looked at my heart rate, and it got up to like 128 beats a minute. And then I went in the cold plunge afterwards, and it dropped down to like 48, which is totally wild. But it's yeah, it's mimicking doing aerobic type of work, which is, which is, which is pretty wild. And that of course will make you live longer as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you recommend a uh, Hyman's book as well. I haven't read that. Yeah, I like it. It's interesting. I mean, a lot of stuff is basic, depends what your level of health knowledge is, but then it starts to get into a lot more details and like biohacking and things like that, which I found interesting. That's awesome. I, I feel like there's this whole new wave of books coming out that are focused on longevity that, uh, you know, maybe before it was like, oh, here's the new super diet and you can have abs in five weeks or you can be skinny. And now it's more about <laughs> like, I want to get older and feel good. And I want to fight off uh, the things that seem to be, you know, the slow deaths that wipe out most Americans like right. you know, cardiovascular disease or cancer or neurodegenerative disease or metabolic dysfunctions. Like, how do I how do I avoid all that nasty stuff? And so like a Peter Atiyah's book outlive that came out just a little while ago. Also like so insightful, um, just so many little nuggets in there. Yeah. Really, really, really good. It, I, before I even got through like the third chapter, I'd ordered a bunch of blood work and <laughs> got this test and that test yeah. and a uh, lot of, a lot of great insights in there. How, how long have you been using the uh, infrared blanket? About two years. Okay. And you feel like it is definitely like this is this is this is helping me out in terms of just uh, feeling more feeling more calm and that it does have health benefits that you feel when I do get to use it. Yeah. Like I said, I wish I, I used it more. And now that I'm talking about it, I remember, OK, maybe well, it's, I been four, it's been four months. I should plug it in. Yeah. No, not four months, but also, I like it like one time I had a fever and I went in and it just like it helps your body regulate temperature and then you come out and you just feel so much better. Like it low. I don't like to reduce fevers, but when you're sweating, like when you're intentionally sweating and you come out and like, you just feel so much better. Yeah, that that's for sure. I mean, sometimes it's, it's kind of like, uh, there's also in all of these longevity sciences, this new emphasis on sleep, right? Where sleep used to be the first thing that you could sacrifice and, Hey, I'm busy. I'm an entrepreneur. I have kids. I'll sleep when I'm dead. And everybody kind of embraced this as a badge of honor to only get four or five hours a night. Now they're saying it's the number one thing that if you do want longevity and to have a healthy long life, you got to sleep. Right. And yeah. so uh, now there's this, this, this whole new focus on that. And you know, uh, yeah, cooling mattress pads and this and that, and all these sleep trackers and how much REM did I get? How much deep sleep? 
But the reality is when you wake up after a good night's sleep, you know you had a good night's sleep. You don't need to look at your Apple Watch or anything else, right? And it's kind of like coming out of a sauna. You come out of a sauna and you're like, I feel good. I feel better than when I went in. I feel more relaxed. I feel like some stuff got out of my body. Like you almost have this more of an intuitive response than uh, a, a bunch of data to look at, which I think I'm is. Opposite. I have three kids, so I know when I wake up in the morning with my eyes burning that I didn't get it. Right. But totally. One or three kept me up. Uh, no, it's, it's only one really that picks up. But. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that that's kind of the bane of my existence right mm-hmm. now is trying to work uh reasonable sleep around children. That is Yeah. That is a that is the toughest. Um I'm super super interested about this other thing you're recommending this uh EMR uh TEK red light device for skin collagen production. Um uh, do you know about this guy Brian Johnson? Have you seen him? I don't think so. He's been this uh, very odd figurehead, like in the world of longevity as well. So he is a ex tech bro who had a massive exit that was part of it was like wrapping up Venmo into another uh, finance company and sold it for 900 million and is now spending $2 million a year just on longevity, on like self experimentation and longevity. Mm-hmm. And there are all these crazy videos of him wearing these like LED masks and looking kind of like the Terminator with the red glow coming out of his eyes. And uh, I have a couple of friends who have gotten them as well, and I haven't taken the plunge, but I'm super curious about it. Uh, Yeah. Tell me, tell me about this one you got. So the one I have is not a face mask. Like I know which one you're talking about. There's actually a really funny viral reel on Instagram was a mom who had it on. And she said, like, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something along the lines of, uh, now my kid will never come in the middle of the night into my room because he was terrified. But so I haven't gotten that one because I told my husband that I wanted it for some like Mother's Day, and he was he was like, "That is so scary! Absolutely not! I'm not it getting is, that. it." So is terrifying looking. Yeah, I'll eventually get it for myself. But um, the one I have is a it's just like a cube, and it you can shine it on all different parts of your body. So if you have okay. like you want to work on like your gut health, you shine it at your gut. It helps with thyroid. So they say like four to six minutes a day to help with you know any thyroid issues. You shine it at your thyroid. I just happen to put this one near my face also, like if I, you know, just for collagen and skin production and not, not skin production, but whatever <laughs> the, right. the right, the right word is for that. I, you know, I'll just shine it at the area that I'm looking, looking. How long do you have to leave that thing on? Like, say you're doing uh, like collagen therapy on your face. How long do you have to leave that on? You, I just hold it. So usually it's about five to six minutes. It's not okay. long. Like they say for a thyroid not to do more than than like seven minutes. For example, I was using it for a while when I first got it and I would use it at night. And I would notice when I would go to sleep, my heart was racing and I couldn't figure out what it was. It was as if I had caffeine right before bed and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I asked someone who was promoting this theirs on, on social. And she said, yeah, it's like, you know, it's people have different reactions to it and it gives you energy. So if it's giving you energy, make sure you only do it in the morning. And since then oh, I interesting. Do it in the morning. So like I've, some people it has a relaxing effect on it. Just, you have to try it and see how it works for you. Right. So maybe it's something you can multitask with a sauna blanket. You can like yeah. put the infrared light on your face yeah. and then a sauna blanket around your body and then go from there. Yeah. yeah. The mask looks really cool. It's one of those things that Yeah. Like on the topic of recommendations, I want to talk to somebody who says, yes, I have it. And it made a big difference because of course, like 
everything you can buy you can find a really cheap version of it on amazon right or you go to one of the manufacturer websites and it's like uh you know 700 to 2500 dollars for yeah. this thing you put over your face which it's a pretty big investment for somebody uh if they're not pretty sure that it's going to make a difference right like right. i'd rather get botox and retin-a uh right. with that with that money um <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, jury's still out on the mask. My my friend sent me a photo of of him wearing it and it just looked absolutely terrifying. And he said, Yeah, it's a little scary. My girlfriend has a rule that no doing the scary dance while wearing the mask. Like just can't can't walk around the house with it. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's 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 on my list. Um do you have any other uh books or media that you listen to or read? for either inspiration in both of these spaces you're in because you've got this whole history in wellness and now this whole new entrepreneurial venture in e-commerce? I think I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. While I may not have had my own business, I've always worked in fashion and in small businesses. So I was a buyer for many years for different women's boutiques. And so I've definitely always had that like bug or itch, whatever you want to call it, but it wasn't my own. I, I like the Skinny Confidential podcast. I listen to that a lot. A lot of times they have different, you know, business owners and creators on there. So I learn from that. I really only like to read or or listen to things that I'm learning. I have no patience for fiction, personally. Um, what else? So right now I'm I'm listening to this PR podcast. I think it's called Small Business PR by Gloria Chow. Okay. And she just gives great advice on like how to write your pitches and what to, you know, when you're looking to get PR for your brand and just like little shortcuts of things that I would never have thought of to do and not to make it about you. That's the biggest thing that I'm learning is I'm sending a pitch and I think that it's about me and telling my story. While they may want to tell my story, they're not necessarily interested in that. They want to know how it's going to benefit their readers. Right. So I've just been learning a lot of that and how to tweak everything that I'm doing, you know, all the outreach that I'm doing to make it about the person that I'm sending it to or their company or who they're writing on behalf of. That's awesome. So have you found any really helpful nonfiction books on that subject as well? I haven't looked into books. No, books mainly. I did just finish uh, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, which I loved because it was kind of like a combination of manifestation and real life work and, you know, what's the word? Like your like family, ta like tactical stuff, like real yeah, kind of but yeah. also, also like your family's blueprints and how a lot of times when, if your family grew up a certain way, then you grow up that way into how to, how to break out of that mold. Oh, interesting. So, right. Generational, um, generational trauma, like just exactly, a exactly. passing, passing on like a mindset of money from generation to generation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a, that's a super interesting one. Definitely going to uh, put a link to that one as well. Um, yeah. What else? What What else you got in the world of recommendations? Um, especially with that long history of wellness. Yeah, the push present for sure. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll put a link to where people can find that. Um, have there been any sort of things that have have really helped you think about the whole framework of entrepreneurship in a different way, or encouraged you, or even inspired you? In what way? 
I don't know. Like, uh, for example, not everybody's cup of tea, but I've heard so many people reference Tony Robbins, for example, right? Like they'll read his books or go to his seminar and maybe they don't like everything that he talks about, but he'll present something in a way that makes them think totally different about what they're doing. Like, it's almost like this frame breaking moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love, um, Catherine Zenkina. She's, uh, manifestation she has a manifestation business called manifestation babe but she sells courses and does different things like that but she's always posting like real just her reels and her content and everything is extremely real on how she got to where she was because she started off of nothing and started teaching manifestation and she now has a multi-million dollar business just solely on teaching manifestation but she'll posting like her and her family and in the maldives and you know, or, or on a yacht somewhere. And she's like, is this triggering for you? And, you know, cause for a lot of people it is triggering, but for me, I see it as motivation more than trigger. I like to see other people succeeding and I like to see people doing what I want to do because I know that it's possible. If I didn't see it, I would probably think it wouldn't be possible. Like if there was no social media and I couldn't visually see these things, I may not know that, you know, that there's a world out there like that. Right. And she, you know, she, she has a baby, she travels with her baby. He's been on God knows how many first class flights. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it shows also like when you're a mom, you don't have to, or parent, you don't have to stop. And just because you have kids, like she's doing all the traveling she used to do before that. And she really like posts things that will trigger people. So that's interesting for me. That That is, that is interesting. Uh, you mentioned courses. That is a big business in itself, and it is fraught with very useful stuff uh, with probably a larger distribution of snake oil. Um, have you ever done any courses that you found super helpful? Not that I found helpful, no. So the ones that you've participated in have felt a little more like snake oil or not worth the price of admission? Not even that, or I'll do it, but... I- I end up falling off and not follow like unless there's some live component to it or I'm meeting with someone one on one. Of course, I've just had a hard time actually keeping up with it. Right. It's like somebody handing you the te- the textbook from uh, a college class that you're never going to go to and say, OK, get through this. Like- yeah. And at the beginning, you start off all excited and you do it. But when it's like day 21, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, you're working, you have a business, you have family. It's just not yeah. always easiest to, to continue with. A lot That's of times I think I'm going to go back to it and I don't. So I think I have three copywriting ones somewhere in my inbox uh, where the invites are there that I paid for that. I think right. I started two of them and got four days in and then work happens and kids happen and everything else. But yeah, yeah. It's funny. I have heard stories about uh, people will take a social media marketing course or an ad buy course or something like that. And they were really uh, skeptical on spending the 300 or $500 that the course would cost them. And then in hindsight, looking back two years later saying, yeah, I've made millions off that few hundred I spent because it can be so difficult to just find all those little pieces of knowledge on the internet or YouTube videos and stitch them all together, which is totally possible, but it's just really difficult. And sometimes if it is a really well-developed course and they can package it well, you can get a lot out of it. So Right. And I'd ultimately like to do this. Catherine Zinkina's, she has a manifestation babe course and I'd like to do it. I've just been focused so much on the business, but funny you mentioned that I did do uh, like a, she did like a mini session 
of one over like New Year's resolutions. And it was a few hundred dollars. It wasn't anything crazy. But she, you know, it was like, if you don't manifest not, I don't think she gave money back, but it was something like if you don't manifest this in a certain amount of time, or what do you want to manifest in this time guarantee it'll happen something crazy like that. So I did it. And I didn't really see much and I forgot about it. But, you know, of course, you're manifesting finances, you're manifesting material items, you're manifesting vacations, whatever. And randomly, I got a very large check from a family member and it was owed to me. I had no idea that I was owed this money. I didn't know anything about it, that it even existed. And he just gave it to me and was like, oh, here, this is for you. So after that, I was like, wow, all this, the journaling and all that stuff I did in this 10 days, it was like a mini course paid off. So I can only imagine what what will be when you take the real one. And people people are constantly posting that it's life changing. And it really you know, so a lot it. of testimonials and everything yeah. coming out of that. A lot. But it's I, I don't it's a few thousand dollars. I don't know how much it is. But I've been focused on, you know, a lot of business expenses now. So it, it, I haven't done it, but I should because it will help with everything. Maybe next round she does like yeah. two or three rounds a year. 3000 is meaty. So that's something where you're actually attending with a cohort of other people and there's a live presentation. Yeah, I don't know how often the live part is. I know it's like self-paced, but then also lot yeah, it's like a mix of both, I think. And you can scale that thing like crazy. I'm in the wrong business. Like that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... We should check her out. Her her Instagram is I think just Catherine or no, it's manifestation babe. Okay. It's I need Catherine. to mani- I, I need to manifest myself into making courses because that <laughs> sounds like an incredible business. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love I love these recommendations and we'll put links into Mrs. Push and uh so everyone can go get their push presents and not be not be me, the guy who didn't even know about it. Um so and did yeah. You getting a push present? What's that? Did you end up getting her a push present after that or no? I found out so late after the fact that it was even a thing and yeah, uh, she. I don't. I don't even know if she'd really be into it. Although there was, she'll tell me like, you know, I don't like jewelry, and then she sends me some Instagram ad and says like, "This is what I want for my birthday or anniversary or whatever it is." I'm like, "Wait, are you messing with me, or do you really want this?" Um, there was something where you can. I'm. I'm sure you'd love this too. It's like you. You send in some of your own milk. And it gets encapsulated into yeah. this piece of jewelry. And yeah. then so you have this keepsake of like, this was like, you know, my era of this breastfeeding journey and you get to keep yeah. that piece of jewelry. It looks really cool. I'm like, what a great idea. So yeah, it is a great idea. I was, I was thinking about bringing it on the site also. Um, and I may collab with another brand that does it and bring them on the site where we're talking about that now too, because it's kind of the next step, but I also want to focus on push presence and not you know, go to veer too far off. So right. I'm, I'm working on something with that also. I mean, it seems like it fits right into that genre of product. Like yeah. as far as expansion, I could see that being right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll link to everything. And it was, uh, it was really nice getting to chat with you about all this. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course. What's Good is brought to you by The Vouch App. What if your Instagram feed was filled only with the things that your friends loved so much they'd recommend them to you? That's Vouch. Discover the best products, podcasts, restaurants, recipes, books, services, and more with Vouch. Download it for free in the Apple App Store for iPhones or Google Play for Android. What's Good is also brought to you by Spark6, a creative agency that designs and develops mobile apps, websites, and custom software for both startups and Fortune 500 companies. Music is by Connor Price. Find him on Spotify. Yeah.
always stay the same. Less yeah. of my time spent with myself. I wouldn't trade it for anything else. You got my eyes, I got your back.